0: Let's start again, and, and I go directly to Bert. Bert, tell us a little bit about the Acta Marine company. What do you do?
1: Acta Marine is a uh, work boat provider. Uh, we have between 25 and 30 uh, different uh, units in the fleet. We do work uh, worldwide. We have offices in Den Helder, in Rotterdam, in Dubai, and in Paris. And we work in different regions. Uh, with local partners, um, and the sizes of the vessel vary from um, a motorized uh, small tug with maybe 250 horsepower uh, up to uh, an OSV that can uh, that can accommodate about uh, 120 people uh, maximum uh, with a walk to work system. And well, basically. I wouldn't say everything in between, uh, but our strong points are uh, CTVs, mm-hmm. uh, transfer vessels and uh, um, uh, multi-cats and work and and uh, specializing in that uh, segment in shallow draft vessels.
0: And what is your role in the company? Um...
1: Formally, my role is a commercial manager. I started with ACTA in 2016. Uh, Back then, uh, the market uh, for our niche was rather slow. Um, Meanwhile, we have built quite a strong uh, commercial team, I think. And also, uh, the market has probably picked up a bit, uh, although we all Probably get to speak to that uh, later. Um, so now that we don't have uh, many boats um, available for hire, I do some uh, operational tasks as well. And uh, one of the uh, projects that I'm highly involved with uh, op- from operational side at the moment is the uh, Wind Windpark Friesland project, where we have uh, multiple vessels uh, working.
0: So what are your daily challenges? So if, if, from a commercial point of view, what is difficult? Because the market is as it is, you cannot, you cannot influence it. How do you adapt to uh, the market dynamics and, 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 and everything that happens outside of your, your scope? Yeah, we're,
1: we're very much in a, uh, in a supply and demand uh, market. Although um, in our specific uh, field of industry, uh, we're also depending on availability, availability and and uh, geographic uh, region. Uh, I mean, having the perfect tugboat available. If it's at the wrong at the wrong side of the world, then uh, it isn't going to do much good. And if if we have uh, maybe a boat in a part of the world uh, where there is a uh, where there is a request but if it is committed to another uh, charterer then it also isn't is isn't mature so uh, yeah making those making those uh, plannings match and also finding the right uh, regions to work in and to uh, also to to guarantee continuity uh, for all of the boat, that is, that is probably one of the biggest uh, challenges of, uh, of this job. Uh, we do long projects. Uh, I think the longest project we're involved in is over 25 years already, uh, up in, uh, in the north of Germany. And, and yeah, we do projects as, as short as one day um, with, with a variety of units. So uh, obviously, the biggest challenge is to um, to avoid. Uh, any idle days, uh, doesn't always work, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what keeps me and another. Well, probably about four or five uh, colleagues,
0: uh, quite occupied all the time. Ah, I can imagine. Well, th- th- I just wanted to open up the floor to anyone who has a question to bet because, um, I think you might be interested in some specifics, so just take the floor and uh, and ask anything you would like. Yeah, Brett, you said one of the challenges you had was to avoid uh,
1: idle days. H- how do you do this? How do you uh, avoid those? It's a constant puzzle, I would say. and. Um, Many times it's also being in close contact with our uh, with our charterers, with our potential charterers, with the charterers that we have uh, committed to, uh, because obviously in our business uh, one thing that um, we do want to avoid uh, is to is to run out of, a job, of an unfinished job uh, where our services are still needed, and then regardless of. Uh, contracts that we may have in place, and, and maybe contractually um, we're not uh, committed to a client, but obviously uh, it's in no one's interest to uh, to leave a project whilst it is uh, unfinished. Um, yeah, so that that takes a lot of communication and a lot of uh, a lot of puzzling to to uh, make it all match and. Uh, of course, then again, with with also with uh, with our internal uh, departments like the technical department, because sometimes in between jobs they uh, they want to do some maintenance, or with the operations department uh, who may have restrictions for particular jobs, or who may want to uh, take some time for preparations, uh, uh, select different towing wires, uh, things like that. Uh, um, maybe uh, sometimes some some uh, welding work or fabrication work needs to be done for for specific uh, jobs so yeah it's it's a constant it's a constant evaluation of what's going on and and uh, what is possible and obviously uh, as much as we dislike to run out of an unfinished job uh, we also we also uh, have to avoid at all cost is that we have the same boat uh, committed to do, to two different parties at the same time, uh, because then obviously there will be there will be com- conflicting uh, schedule uh, issues. And uh, yeah, that is it is challenging and dynamic, I would say. But, but do you have like a, a system for that, like a, like a planning system, or is it just uh, the, the 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 knowledge and the know-how of the of the people in commerce and operations who try to plan this? As good as possible, or, or do you have like a system who is advising you to reschedule vessels or to? Uh, no, we do have a system. We do have a system uh, registering uh, our our commitments and the potential commitments. Um, in and and we can make that visible in, in different uh, in different ways, uh, but we don't really have a system uh that is advising uh because there's so many f- uh variables uh that have to be taken into account that yeah i i wouldn't expect it's possible to uh that so that is depending very much on uh, on um what's in well not so much on what's in people's heads but uh, say what we share amongst each other as, uh, as colleagues uh, and keeping each other up to date all the time. Uh, what is happening? What is going on? If there is a job that is uh, taking longer than anticipated, uh, maybe a, a docking that is, uh, that is taking longer or even uh, sometimes finished earlier uh, than anticipated so that we can start uh, sooner than we thought. But then we also, of course, have to update our charters again and, and ask them if they, uh, if they are ready for it. Yeah, so that's that's mostly uh, uh, mostly human interaction, I would say, rather than systems. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, Bert, um, <coughs> we know quite well each other, <laughs> I could say. Um, the recent years, I, I know Acta Marine as a, 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 a workboat owner. Uh, with a fleet of tugboats and multicats in recent years we saw uh, investments in uh, in bigger different types of vessels uh, uh, and I then mean Orion uh, Auriga and uh, the her sister can you say something about the plans for the coming years in in what in which direction will the company go will it uh, proceed in the in the in the OSV market or will you also stay close to your uh, let's say traditional market Yeah, I think I think both will happen. Uh, we have plans ready in the uh, in the uh, OSV, in the offshore support uh, and construction support vessel uh, market, um, where we could accommodate uh, another maybe ten vessels, large vessels in the fleet. Um, however, uh, we're the first three vessels that we have operational now, the big vessels. Uh, they were mainly built on spec, uh, so we didn't have contracts uh, when uh, the vessels uh, were built. They're uh, performing quite well, and also um, we have uh, quite a good, uh, quite a good order book for at least, uh, I would say, the year ahead. Um, any next vessels in that uh, in that segment uh, will. Or may be built uh, if we have if we have commitments from uh, from charters. So we're we're currently on the lookout, or uh, uh, actually uh, continuously on the lookout for uh, for uh, uh, potential uh, for those vessels. Uh, but um, we don't have any current plans for uh, expanding there uh, just on spec. So. Uh, if we we don't secure the work uh, before we start building, uh, that that won't happen now. Um, In the other segment where we uh, we operate multi-cats and uh, and tugboats, uh, we have some budget available for for investments from uh, from our shareholder. Uh, We've recently, uh, uh, fairly recently uh, invested in retrofitting uh, T3 engines in, uh, in two of our uh, two of our crew transfer vessels, which are uh, currently working on the project that I was telling you about on the Ijsselmeer. Um, what we foresee is uh, an increasing demand uh, over the coming years, uh, probably worldwide. For uh, greener and cleaner uh, vessels, so we've we've invested in retrofitting uh, new engines uh, in those uh, in those crew transfer vessels with uh, with a significantly lower um, emission footprint. Uh, well, uh, that's a start, I would say. Um, yeah, we have some other uh, quite specific plans. Uh, which I can't tell much about at this point. But yeah, I would say uh, stay tuned. Stay with us until after the break. And uh, there, will be, uh, there will be more to follow uh, fairly soon.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else has a burning question for Beth? But then I will, I have tons of questions so I, we can keep going Also, So no problem, just, just keep it. Okay. Uh, but when you said the planning issue, right? And the daily challenge to make sure that the, the ships are at the right time at the right place, uh, I imagine it takes a bit of flexibility of the company, but also of your suppliers and your partners. What do you expect of your suppliers and your partners to be able to support your uh, project and your client? What is important to you?
1: Your, your sound is, uh, is breaking up a little bit, uh, Gert-Jan, but uh, my understanding is that uh, your question is that uh, we also that the uh, continuous changing in our schedule and planning uh, is also uh, has a knock-on effect to
0: our uh, suppliers. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Perfect. What do you find important for your suppliers? Well, important is
1: that they can uh, that they can uh, uh, meet their uh, how you say that meet their promises. Uh, that we can count on them. That they're reliable. Uh, I think uh, reliability is is uh, in our business is far more uh, important, uh, for instance, than price um, and flexibility, of course, because uh yeah uh, there's nothing uh we have quite um, we're in quite a dynamic industry and 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 well uh, the only uh the only thing uh that is constant is change uh i would say in our industry so plans are changing schedules are changing all the time uh, priorities are changing all the time um so yeah also also our suppliers um should be able to, to cope with that. So basically, reliability, obviously good quality, uh, and and uh, flexibility. That's that's definitely something that uh, that is needed from uh, from our suppliers. Yes.
0: So I imagine you seek long term arrangement with suppliers, uh, truly build partnerships, uh, so you understand each other better and perform better. When do you change? When is the time to move? another supplier or look for other suppliers. Is that because the current supplier isn't able to meet the specs or is it just on a general basis, see what other opportunities are there, what either technology or services are are there, what, 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 and, and especially from the commercial side, how do you use that to your, to your potential client?
1: Well, I think uh, a lot of uh, a lot of what we do is, is based on trust, uh, both uh, towards our clients as well as, as uh, from our uh, suppliers. Um, trust obviously is built by previous experience, mutual experience, uh, so that we know uh, what uh, what suppliers are capable of uh, of doing what it, it, it very seldom uh happens i would say that uh, that there is uh, suppliers uh, surprising us uh we have we have quite a good overview i think of, of what's available in the market and uh, which company would suit uh obviously a reason for change can be uh, a change of location we um, have we have uh, we have, uh Pretty permanent uh, presence in the Middle East with uh, eight to ten vessels, pretty much constantly since, well, 2010, around uh, about. Um, but before, we've also had multiple vessels uh, working in the Caspian Sea. Um, yeah, obviously, that's that's a bit of a different area of the world. And I think uh, Jarno knows uh, quite a lot about that area, probably more than I do. Um, So, yeah, depending on which part of the world uh, you're working, we have been working in Australia uh, before. That that takes a bit of a different approach than, say, working in the Caspian or working in West Africa or working in uh, Central or South America. so that that could be a reason uh, for change and then yeah obviously if there is um, if there would be any suppliers that that are regularly not matching or meeting their uh not meeting their um how you say that uh, deadlines i think deadlines are fairly important also uh for us and um, yeah, they, they should keep us up to date. I mean, if, if a deadline cannot be met, uh, well, that's one thing, but uh, also the information then should keep coming uh, so that we can also anticipate on, on what's happening and that we don't, uh, uh, because yeah, sometimes we're, we're, actually we're in the midst of uh, of a project like that, quite complicated, where we have a charterer, uh, we have re- re-engined some of our own boats, we are going to hire boats uh, from a third party. They also have to re-engine, so they're also depending on their uh, supplier for uh, delivering the engines and, and installing the engines. Um, at the same time, we uh, we have made some uh, some modification to the vessel, which was done uh, by another by a, by a fabrication uh, uh, provider, a fabrication shop. Um, So in order to avoid conflicting situations where one party cannot go ahead because the other party hasn't finished their work, uh, things like that, obviously that has a knock-on effect to to our clients. And that's that's something uh, that needs to be managed uh, rather carefully, Uh, particularly if it has has an influence, on, for instance, on the starting date of of a vessel. Um, then we need to. Uh, what we usually do is also involve our charterers, uh, keep them from day to day, keep them uh, up to speed about what's happening. Um, and recently, yeah, recently we had, uh, we were facing a potential delay where uh, with with uh, say some modifications to a vessel which were required by the charterer. Um, Then we, well, in quite an early stage, we started the discussion. Look, uh, guys, uh, we have to start, I think it was 1st of September was the deadline. Uh, So that is really fairly recent. Um, But we cannot guarantee that we will be making that because there's so many things uh, still to be done and and some of the activities are conflicting with each other. Um, So we're trying, but uh, we can't guarantee um and we sat around the table and we with our uh, charters with the uh providers and ourselves in the middle uh, and we came to a solution. so the solution was uh uh partially uh, working overtime for the fabricating company uh the was some weekend work was uh was scheduled to uh, to speed up the uh, installation of the engines um and yeah eventually we did we did meet uh the deadline uh although we had to change or our charterers they had to they had to change their schedule a bit as well uh, because after two weeks after starting
0: uh,
1: we already knew that we had to take the vessel out for two or three days to uh, to complete some uh some works uh, and they accommodated uh, that uh, but that all went in uh um, how you say that in good, in good
0: collaboration, but the most important thing is to avoid surprises, uh, of course. Yeah, I can imagine. Thank you. Any other questions?
1: I have a question. Um, one of the, uh, the larger news stories uh, concerning Okta in the past was your acquisition of OWS uh, to, to break into the, uh, the, the wind industry. Um, are you, as Acta, looking at uh, incorporating more companies to uh, to your main company, or is it just uh, was that a one-time uh, expansion? Uh, if there is if there is an opportunity, if there is an opportunity, then um, I wouldn't say that uh, we wouldn't take a, we wouldn't take over any uh, other company. Um, we have been looking at it uh, occasionally uh, in the past, um, but it's, it's not it's not the basis of a strategy. Uh, I think I think the main uh, the main strategy is uh, uh, independent growth uh, by by building our fleet and, and building our uh, client base uh, more. The, uh, the interest that you ask. Uh, about uh, how we got access to the offshore wind market. Uh, The idea back in 2015 or 2014, I think, uh, the original idea was that um, we would build an uh, Akta Orion as an uh, offshore service vessel. Uh, I think Akta Orion can accommodate 80 people uh, from the top of my head. Um, with a walk-to-work system, and uh, that we would have uh, a small fleet of uh, crew transfer vessels, so that the vessel could work in the field, uh, transferring technicians to uh, to uh, wind turbines, and that we could have a number of um, crew transfer vessels uh, going going around it uh, to to have. Uh, multiple teams working at uh, uh, different locations in the field. Um, and, that, and that we could provide a one-stop shop um, for clients in the wind market. Well, that exactly happened one time. That was on the, uh, the very first project for actor Orion, uh, which was uh, Gemini, uh, where we had Actor Orion in the field together with, uh, I don't know, four or five different uh crew transfer vessels um but yeah uh, the the markets for uh say CSVs, for the larger vessels and for CTVs they have they have developed somewhat uh differently uh, there is an, an an overflow I think of uh since well probably 2015 2016 and uh a big number of new-built uh, CTVs came onto the market, so they have become more of a commodity. Uh, and and yeah, typically um, offshore wind clients, uh, they tend to go for the lowest price. I mean, there's there's not really bad uh, bad service providers in that market, so price is really uh, is really the um, the criterion. Uh, for being chosen and and uh, well it's not it's not really in ACTA marines uh, it's not really in, in ACTA marines uh, uh, how you call that um, strategy um, to to provide the lowest price I mean uh, we go for a, for a fairly good uh, quality um, so that's that's a very competitive market the uh, the cdvs it's far more competitive i would say than uh than the uh CSV market and the workboat market where we can uh where we can make a difference uh, and differentiate differentiate ourselves from uh from any uh competition by the outfitting of our vessels by uh, the level of our services the uh the quality of our crews uh, things like that um and that's that's basically something yeah, CTVs have become uh, well I used to say really really uh, the taxis of the North Sea uh, I think I think in more recent time we've we've even become more like the uber of the North Sea because whereas uh, a few years back clients tend to uh, fix a CTV for a project uh, for at least for the whole summer season uh, what I, what we see more recently is is that we get uh, far and far more inquiries for two days work here, three days work there, uh, maybe sometimes two or three weeks, uh, but it's not like uh, like like five years back or six years back when I started at ACTA that in this time of year, so October, November, all the inquiries were coming in for the next season and then uh, the commercial department was busy uh, maybe for a few weeks uh, fixing contracts for, uh, for the next season and then that were done, and all the boats were booked for the uh, for the next year again. Uh, it, it has become uh, quite a bit more uh, dynamic. Um, another thing, what we found in the with the fleet that we had acquired from uh, from uh, work ships or from uh, OWS, is that uh, uh, some of the uh, units. Uh, were economically uh, how you say that uh, overtaken uh, because newer newer uh, units that came onto the market uh, I think Damen had a fair share of that uh, building far bigger bolts faster bolts with uh, longer working ranges and uh, yeah we we really um, we really have a number of first generation uh, um Wind boats and uh, which which cannot compete in the current in the current wind market anymore because wind farms are too far offshore. Uh, uh, clients demand higher workability uh, and so on. Um, the good news is, though, that um, exactly those boats which which are a bit out-faced, uh for the offshore wind market are always working. Uh, we found uh, employment for them on uh, a number of big uh, construction projects. Actually, two of them are currently at the uh, at the IJsselmeer, which is uh, well the first offshore wind project that they're involved in. Well, if you can call it offshore, is the first wind project that they're involved in since 2015, uh, and they have been working pretty much year-round, um, but. Not so much in the wind market. We have uh, uh, we have done survey work uh, with them. We've done uh, servicing uh, dredging uh, projects. We've done uh, large construction projects. We still have two uh, working uh, in the Indian Ocean down in La Réunion. Uh, also on a big uh, bridge construction project, um, and that well, I think that's one of the strengths of uh, of Acta Marine is that. Because of our client base and our network, we were able to uh, to find alternative employment for those boats. Um, When uh, well, soon, basically, pretty soon, we found out that uh, yeah, they were well, realistically overtaken by uh, by newer, bigger, faster, better boats uh for 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 the offshore wind industry uh, the good thing is that we have been able to maintain a number of contracts uh that were already ongoing with uh with the, of uh, that company
0: uh, and
1: that we're still working on there one one example is uh, uh where we have been uh although we only own the boat since uh, 2015. I think we have been working there since 2012, or uh, the boats have been working there uh, since 2012. Um, yeah, the, the variety also in uh, our markets, uh, sort of came to ask uh, for, for those, uh, well, for a number of those, those uh,
0: uh, vessels, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if it's up to you or m- my connection, uh, Bert. But the, the, the sounds uh, seems to a little bit uh, hesitating. Yeah, um, I'm experiencing the same thing. Yep. Okay, same here. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it uh, it, it, it uh, technology will uh, pick it up. Ber- We're Ber- reaching the end of the industry. Who has another question, Derek? Yeah. Yeah, Bert. Uh, I'm kind of curious. My name is Derek Jan. Dirk Jan van Romschers. I work with the TKF. Uh, that's short for the Tensor Cable Factory. Uh,
1: we manufacture electrical cables. Uh, when it comes to uh, maintenance and upgrades of your ships, uh, when you do an upgrade for a specific project, and if there's any electrical uh, uh, part in, in, in those upgrades, uh, do you always work with subcontractors? Do you do your own purchasing? How are you organizing those
0: kinds uh, those projects?
1: Uh... We've we've got a uh, fairly limited workshop. I think we've got about uh, four people in our own workshop: uh, uh, an electrician, a welder, typically uh, a mechanic and a foreman. Um, we have a number of say uh, freelance people uh, if we need uh, if we need some uh, additional support, uh, like what we recently did is. Um, a big part of the uh, repowering of the of the small CTVs uh, was done by our uh, by our own workshop, uh, but obviously uh, that that took all of their uh, time and resources. So uh, we had some assistance uh, we had some assistance from uh, freelance uh, people um, who worked who worked for us um, on a temporary base and. Uh, this mostly goes through our uh, technical department. And uh, yeah, I think we're, we're becoming more and more uh, keen on um, for big modifications uh, for writing tenders uh, to have some control over the... Uh, basically over the budget and over the costs. Um, because we all know, if going to a shipyard uh, without a good plan, uh, except from maybe a painting and some welding work, and then well, every extra button that that you come up with uh, is usually uh, is usually uh, quite highly uh, priced because once you're there, uh, you won't you won't be easily going uh, going to someone else. So we tend to more and more. Um, do these things in as, as small tender packages uh, and get offers from different suppliers uh, saying okay this and this and this needs to be done uh, what if you do it uh, how much time would it take you uh, when would you be finished where would you do it and what would it cost um, but also on the other end we have a lot of uh we have a lot of in situ work and a lot of yeah work popping up uh, because of the variety of projects that we're in, sometimes uh, because of damage or breakdowns that, we, that need to be fixed, that need to be fixed uh, uh, quick. And obviously then it's not always possible to, uh, to first ride a tender or to, uh, or to go uh, in, 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 in those instances, uh, the nearest shipyard or the nearest supplier is, is uh, many times is the best one. Um, Although, I must say, also abroad, we tend to organize a lot, generally, a lot of um, services and supplies uh, through the Netherlands, Uh, also in the Middle East, uh, obviously, dockings uh, we do locally, uh, but still then, we have uh, our own technical department being in charge, and uh, Usually preparing pallets full of uh, uh, pallets full of supplies uh, that I used uh, during the dock. Recently, we we shipped uh, we shipped uh, um, a crane to Africa for one of the vessels that uh, needed a crane replacement. And I think the old one came back and is meanwhile meanwhile overhauled in uh, in Holland and is ready again now in our uh, or nearly ready in the manufacturer's workshop to be redeployed again on, on maybe on one of the other vessels as good as new um so that's yeah that's mostly how it is how it is organized uh, and through our through our uh, technical department uh, and henry uh, i think i think set jan and uh, Pelle, uh, the organizers here and, and probably some other people as well uh, they may know uh, they may know henry uh, uh, Henry van der Weijer, my colleague, is, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, quite an active member of LISA as well, and um, he, uh, um, he's involved in lots of those things, particularly when it comes to
0: tender writing and, uh, and things like that. Cool. Henry will also be joining us at the Marathon 24 edition when we are able to execute that, depending on the COVID uh, requirements, but uh, let's see. Um, uh, I have a very
1: quick question.
0: Uh, Yes, uh, uh, one moment, Hasan, one moment. Uh, Bert, uh, we are approaching time, but I, I, I know there are at least two or three more questions. Would you be able to have a few more minutes? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got, I've got plenty of time. Okay. No so if, if people would like to leave, uh, 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 just say goodbye and leave. But we, we take a, a few more minutes to, 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 answer a few questions. Hasan, you have a oh. question. And Igor, I know you have a question as well. Maybe you can ask it as, after Hassan and then uh, 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 we my take question it question. Would
1: be my question would be very uh, uh, short, uh, and the answer would be also probably short. Uh, Thank you very much Bert for your uh, elaborate presentation. My name is Mashadi from the White Coral offshore in The Hague, the consultancy for uh, maritime industries. My question is that you mentioned uh, you have 8 to 10 vessels in the Middle East, and that is a very wide uh, region. Uh, Is it possible to elaborate in which countries? yeah mostly mostly in the emirates and in uh saudi we've uh, uh, we're currently i think uh with four or five vessels uh working on the uh on the highland Gasha project for uh, NNDC uh since well fairly recent uh, we, we we started there uh, earlier this year and uh, but that yeah, sort of came to a stop also due to uh, due to COVID uh, during the summertime, and I think I think a lot of the activity is being uh, um, is being starting up again now. Uh, so fairly recently, we, we got uh, uh, a number of boats uh, working there. I think we have I don't know it all from the top of my head because I've got a colleague in uh, in uh, Dubai, Peter Liesinga. Who is um, overlooking the uh, the Middle East market uh, for us? Um, so it's it's mainly uh, it's mainly uh, concentrated in the um, in the uh, well I don't know how you call it actually now uh, what what used to be the Persian Gulf I think it's now called more the Arabian Sea or Arabian Gulf. Um, we had until uh, COVID came uh, a vessel working in Saudi. Uh, on the Red Sea side uh, that vessel we took back to Holland uh, when the contract was terminated because of uh, earlier this year because of the COVID outbreak um, so yeah basically throughout the region and, and also from the Middle East occasionally we go to India um, although I think it has been it has been well, probably a year or two ago, since we've uh, since we've last been uh, been active in uh, in India, uh, because that's quite quite a different market again. Uh, although geographically, uh, it is it is easiest uh, to reach from uh, from uh, the Middle East. I don't know. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know all the uh, the countries that we're currently working in uh, from the top of my, my head. Uh, but we've basically throughout the years been working around the Gulf uh in, in most of the countries but but yeah mostly concentrated around the uh the UAE and that's also where we have a base uh, obviously
0: perfect thank you Igor you had something as well
1: uh thank you Gat. Bert uh I have a question but from the related industry. So maybe this shouldn't be like uh, asked you, but, but, but still. So do you feel any impact uh, as the company, the Ektomarin, uh due to crew change crisis? Do you feel it really? Yeah, we, <laughs> uh, I think uh, earlier this week, uh, we had uh, one crew member signing off after 335 days on board. And uh, yeah, personally, personally, I think it's uh, it's 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 a big disgrace. I um, as much as I understand the restrictions for traveling uh, uh, due to the uh, the uh, pandemic and and particularly what happened uh, during the summer. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's a it's a big shame that uh, seafarers have not been able to be. Um, how you call that excluded from those uh, uh, restrictions, uh, particularly in the Middle East, obviously we had uh, we had uh, quite some uh, travel restrictions where uh, people uh, people had been on board for months uh, at the time, uh, but not only in the Middle East, also West Africa has been uh, uh, has been quite difficult. and uh, yeah what we saw during particularly during the summer months, so say May, June, July, was that we had uh, a number of vessels um, which had previously been working on projects. Uh, The projects had ceased, uh, mainly related to COVID. Uh, Some were also related uh, probably a bit to the uh, the low oil price at the time. Um, The projects that were terminated um, and we weren't able to to take our crews off and, and to send our crews home uh and that meaning that the cost uh the cost carried on uh and the income had stopped so we uh, the summer months were uh, uh financially were pretty dreadful for uh for actor marine um, fortunately uh um, in more recent times uh, we've we see uh, well almost full deployment of the fleet uh again now uh, and uh, so the market picking up again and also traveling has been uh has been uh more possible uh, over recent times although yeah in Holland we are now uh, going back to uh more restrictions again so uh yeah it's definitely something that we uh, that we follow uh, closely uh, of course and then luckily on our uh, big vessels because many cruise vessels were uh affected also by this uh pandemic and we we have well Not We're not quite cruise vessels, but we have vessels with up to 120 passengers uh, uh, on board. So uh, it has been a big concern, and we've gone through a a lot of extra cost to avoid uh, an outbreak on one of those vessels, because that that could have been uh, quite uh, dramatic, uh, obviously, if uh, if that would have happened. Uh, But luckily, luckily it didn't happen. Uh, And yeah, I think the industry has now come up with, sort of a new standard, uh, with lots of COVID testing also being available uh, and so on, um, where it is possible for, for projects to carry on, and where it is safely possible to to carry out crew changes and, uh, and things. But uh, yeah, it has, during the summertime, it has
0: been quite uh, dramatic, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Klaas, you had something to ask as well? Yeah, Klaas Kudel from Damantje-Prepere. Uh, but I got tricked by your remarks on the shipyards, uh, uh, although we see your vessels quite often at the yard. Um, how can we, how can we a shipyard improve on that? Because um, um, we, we, we tend to move away from, as you say, keep keep customers hostage on on our shipyard. So would there be a way which we can improve to uh, to make you more, um, to make us a, a better supplier and and be more open on pricing?
1: uh well uh being kept hostage is uh is maybe i i'm, I'm not sure if i uh, if i use that expression. No, you, you, did, you did not
0: say that uh, but it's my interpretation of it
1: sorry <laughs> okay okay well uh, uh maybe that's maybe that's a bit uh maybe that's a bit stronger than uh uh than what i meant to say but um yeah i think and and I think Damen is a good example, uh, or an example in a good way, uh, where uh, you would expect from a professional shipyard uh, to think ahead and um, to, in an, in an early stage, also to uh, make aware uh, if there is any, say, any deficiencies in the questioning. So if the question is, "Okay, I want some steelwork done." Uh, can you give a price obviously you will you will price that um, but then when it happened, oh yeah, it needs to be painted oh can you give a price for that as well uh, whereas you could you could be um more proactive maybe and saying okay, but now if you have the steelwork done um, would you need it painted or uh conservated uh, because we can price that as well and um, yeah, so to to offer a complete package, which I think uh, fairly often uh, Damen uh, Damen does, and that's also uh, uh, that's also why we're I think we're quite regular visitors uh, of uh, of Damen shipyards, both in Den Helder and in Harlingen and I think in the Middle East as well. Um, that's that's definitely a good way to uh, to distinct yourself from from other uh, from other parties in the market, um, so that we, uh, yeah, to work up to expectations, let's say, and because yeah, if if we expect uh, a completed vessel, but it turns out that it hasn't been painted or uh, there's other uh, details missing, uh, you've made the holes for the windows, but uh you didn't you didn't place the windows no because nobody asked for it but uh things like that i think that's that's quite important uh that we have a professional approach from from shipyards because obviously shipbuilding and ship repairing is is quite a different uh job to uh to what uh, vessel operators do and quite a different expertise as well so uh yeah if if you uh i would say carry on as you go. Klaas, uh, uh, as Damen, and and will definitely be uh, uh, will definitely be uh, frequenting how you call it frequenting your uh, uh, your yachts. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, always keep in mind that obviously uh, we're looking for a uh, we're looking for a complete uh, package uh, rather than have everything uh, done or priced. Or even thought of last minute. And uh, uh, I think, yeah, both for the yard and for the ship owner, that that can be uh, thinking ahead uh, in the long run is most efficient.
0: can I vraag question? Yes, of course, Ivo. Go
1: ahead. I, I bet uh, you mentioned that one of the biggest challenges for the fleet is uh, and I have to say it another way. Is the biggest challenge for the future to get greener and cleaner, as you put it? Or what are the most, uh, yeah? When you foresee to the next two to three years, uh, what do you think, customers? Uh, what's important for your customers? Eh? Green and clean, or uh, digitalization on board? Or what are the main topics over there? No, definitely, definitely uh, uh, come to uh, cleaner. Uh, solutions uh, with less with less impact on the uh, on the environment and uh, well we've we've started that already uh, basically with the uh, uh, outfitting of the Acta Centaurus which was uh, uh, equipped with a uh, battery package and it has uh, sort of a hybrid uh, power uh, power solution for the uh, for the dynamic positioning installation. Um, obviously, uh, what we have done recently to, uh, to retrofit, uh, new engines, uh, and, and, T3 engines, uh, way ahead of, uh, of IMO regulations. I think, uh, the existing engines in existing vessels can carry on until 2030, I think. Um, but anyhow, we, we decided to have cleaner vessels and, and, uh, it's, it's definitely becoming uh, an integrated part of our strategy, uh, because, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't want to end up like, uh, Nokia, uh, who uh, never believed smartphones would be, uh, would be the future and, and they would be far too expensive, uh, to uh, develop and there would be no market for, uh, yeah, that's, that's a bit how we see ourselves when it comes to, uh, uh let's say to green and clean, uh, we realize it it will be costing uh, a lot to uh, uh, to do this transition, um, but on the other end, we're also convinced that if we don't do it, then maybe in 20 years time, uh, Acta Marine will not exist anymore. Yeah. So it is definitely it's definitely a spear point of our uh, of our uh, uh, strategy. Yes
0: perfect uh well if you more or less asked the question bob was wanted to ask himself as well they they supply some uh, ultrasonic anti-fouling systems to uh, a number of multi-cats for Actamarina uh, marina bet and the question bob poses is how important is it for the clients of you to be uh sustainable
1: well it is uh i think uh recently it is more and more uh uh uh, becoming important, uh, big, say governmental tenders for uh, for infrastructural projects like uh, in Holland the Afsluitdijk, also like Windpark Friesland, where we're uh, involved in. Um, I think also in Denmark uh, we have one vessel working on uh, the Veermont Belt uh, project, which is a big, uh, multiple year uh, construction of a uh, of a tunnel. Uh, and a and highway uh, between uh, Germany and Denmark. Um, particularly in those projects and those clients, uh, they value it obviously also in offshore wind. Um, although the discussions that we have had in offshore with offshore wind, typical offshore wind clients, um, they have a sort of a typical um, how you call it, uh, uh, typical developing uh, where they will come to us and say, okay, what can you do for making uh, this operation more sustainable? And then a typical answer is, and not only from us, I think, but in generally from, uh, uh, from the maritime industry, is uh, one of the things we could do is we could uh, start with being, uh, using green fuel Uh, maybe biofuel, or or there's there's different different types of uh, green fuel uh, available now. Uh, But that's uh, 15 cents per liter uh, more expensive than uh, um, ordinary fuel. And it's usually our charters who pay for the fuel, uh, obviously. And yeah, more often than not, it becomes very quiet uh, then. Um, So it is definitely also... Uh, there is a financial, uh, a financial um, impact to it, uh, but um, yeah, I think I think uh, seeing worldwide, seeing the investments and and the plans uh, going on, whether you agree or not, uh, that that are being developed. Uh, in relation to climate change, I think I think also for our clients there is uh, an ever uh, increasing uh, need for uh, for uh, uh, more sustainability. And as I said, we've we've embraced it now uh, also as, as an integrated part of our strategy uh, because we really think if if we don't do it now. Um, will be will be going the same way uh, maybe as uh, nokia or yahoo uh, Yahoo never thought that uh, search engines i think uh, um, would be popular uh, well I think google uh, proved them wrong um, and and uh, yeah i think yahoo uh, they missed they missed a great opportunity there uh, and, and yeah there's there's different examples uh, throughout history um, and and we don't we don't want to make uh, we don't want to be part of such a historic mistake uh,
0: so to say so yeah we definitely that a, think uh... totally agree bet and, and and we have to reinvent ourselves constantly uh with regard to nokia uh look at the company now it's very very successful they really reinvented themselves again uh, it's not the first time. There's a, an interesting book read, I think a few years back uh, that shows how internally they had to struggle for the consumer market into the uh, business marketing networks. Very fascinating to read and very lo- interesting to learn about that as well. Uh, but that's just just a side note. Thank you so much for being so open and, uh, and entertaining for uh, over an hour. Uh, sorry, guys, that it took me a little can't. bit longer, but I think it's very interesting to, uh, to have this kind of insights. And hopefully it helps us as well to be more successful in our own work. Um, hope to see you again next time. Uh, next uh, guest on our show, Ask Our Anything, is Marco Hogendorn, director at the Holland Shipyards Group. And he will be there not next week because we have kind of a holiday week but the week after so all the information can be found in lisa this replay will be uh, posted there as well so uh, until next time hope to see you then thank you all okay
1: thank, bye. You. thank you bye thanks 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 for having me uh, guys
0: we invite you to join us in the conversation at the next live session Ask our guests anything you like, engage with the others, and make new connections. It's fun, valuable, and free of charge. Check upcoming events in the Lisa Community app, available on iOS and Android. Cheers!